0: I'm good. It feels good to be back in action.
1: Yeah, I'm super happy to be back with you today on our Love Girl Talk podcast, and especially excited because today we get to welcome our very first guest, who we will introduce in a minute, so pumped, Um, and we welcome all of our listeners, especially those of you who've been tuning into Love Girl Talk for the first time. Um, On the Love Girl Talk podcast, we confront our deepest doubts, we celebrate our dignity, and we offer a safe place to land.
0: So in our previous episodes, we talked a lot about girl talk values, but today we've been listening to what you want, what your requests are, and very much looking forward to diving more into girl talk topics. So talking about things that we speak with young women about, that we talk about at coffee houses. So we're really going to dig into human dignity and romantic relationships and mother-daughter relationships. And we're really looking forward to welcoming our guest speakers within the next few episodes to use their expertise and navigate these topics and definitely explore our worth along the way. So what do you think, Julie? Should we get talking?
1: I think so. It's what we do best at Girl Talk. So, today we're talking about mental health. And this topic means so much to me personally um, in my experience with Girl Talk, because really, this is the reason Girl Talk started. so many, so many people in our community know that uh, the story of Rachel, you know one girl at the very beginning, she was beautiful, so smart, talented, and creative, and yet she saw herself as unwanted, unworthy, and unlovable. And so we started Girl Talk in large part really to reverse that lie so that every girl, every person knows that they are enough, that she is worthy, that she is loved. And just recently, on a personal note, this topic just really hit home for me again Um, with an experience with one of my closest friends. Um, We just had a really real and scary experience. And I want to dedicate this episode to her. This woman, she knows who she is, who's courage and vulnerability, just navigating this world of self-doubt and self-harm in order to discover over and over and over again the beautiful power of worthiness and love. Her ability to do that has really left me in awe. So knowing that mental health rings so strong and powerfully for so many of us sharing and listening, we wanted to open up this conversation at Girl Talk.
0: Yeah. Julie, I love that you you know, mention how this is how it started in Girl Talk, but also this keeps reoccurring. Like mental health is this ribbon that is just tied up into our girl talk bow. And I just feel like it's such a crux to what we do and why we exist. Right. And I also really love that you bring up a friend that's so like near and dear to you. And you know, as a science person, of course, I like love numbers and stats. So you know, I looked up a few for mental health and I was just mind blown. One of them says anxiety disorders alone affect over 40 million Americans. And I've shared in previous episodes, I'm one of those people with an anxiety disorder and I am only one of 40 million, you know? And I, Also found last year in 2019, one in five American adults experience mental illness. And just imagine the stories that go with that. Like if a number isn't powerful to you, like think of those humans that are going (laughs) through their stories with mental illness and like thinking of your friend. Yeah. She's one of those five Americans You know what I mean? And
1: And all, and all the people, you know, that are in her orbit, her friends, her family, and and everyone that, that she touches because, right. Because we love her so much and she's so wonderful.
0: Right. And again, more than half of the people in the United States who have anxiety, depression, or another mental illness never get help, Mm -hmm. even though they may have health insurance. And I just think of all the people that are craving support, you know, like, again, if that number doesn't speak to you, like just thinking of how many people want help who need to hear that they're loved, that they're worthy, that they're enough and don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those numbers just spoke so highly to me. And part of the other thing that I thought was very interesting is, you know, even if um, you can't find help, there are 10,000 apps for mental health, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> um, which is kind of awesome. But if you're like me, it gives me anxiety thinking about how there's 10,000 options out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, which one's meant for me? Yep. Anyways, I mental health has always been a huge issue and awesomely – it has been getting a lot of the attention it deserves. You know, everybody's talking about it. There's lessons about it on Sesame Street. It's constantly in the news. Celebrities are talking about it. Comedians are taking their specials to a whole new level. Um, Burger King has (laughs) ads about, you're on the wrong side of the bed. You're feeling sad and unhappy. Like, we have a meal for that. Like, so many people are getting in the conversation But the thing that I really wanted to talk about today and I really wanted to sit back and do today is listen. Because I feel like, you know, so many of us are talking about it, but there are not so many of us listening, listening to the concerns, to the stories, to the heartbreak. And even if we want to, I feel like sometimes we don't know how.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's listen. Let's let's do it. Um, we want to dive right in and and hear those stories and experiences. And Shannon, I'm so excited to welcome our first Girl Talk guest onto our podcast, Megan Kane. Megan is a wife, a mom of six, an absolutely inspirational woman. I feel like she just fell into my lap with all of her beautiful inspiration for life. Um and Megan just keeps it real and raw, never afraid to tell it like it is. And I'm super grateful for that and really pumped to introduce her to our community. So, welcome, Megan. Megan. Hello,
2: Girl Talk. Hey. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hi, Shannon. How's it going? Hi. Good, good, good. I just
0: love your voice. You have like the voice I for podcasting. <laughs>
2: Oh, good. Thanks. That was uh, one of the anxieties I had about doing this was, how will my voice sound on this podcast? Will I sound smart enough? Will I (laughs) sound like cool enough? Will people think, you know, that I'm worth listening to? So thank you so much, Shannon, for saying that
1: (laughs) right off the bat. There you go. <laughs> Your voice is lovely. So, in that beautiful voice of yours, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where you're from? What are you passionate about? What are you looking forward to about today? Sure, sure. So, uh, my name is Megan
2: Kane. I am a Midwest girl. I grew up outside of Chicago in uh, one of the western suburbs.
1: So cool. Um,
2: yeah, oh no, not the Cubs. White oh, no. Sox. Oh yeah, my so, gosh. So sorry. Oh no, you're fine. If you are if you grew up in Chicago and you're a North Sider, you're a Cubs fan. And if you wow. are a South Sider, you're a White Sox fan. And um wow. so my dad, I guess, is technically from the South, the southern part. So he um we're, we're White Sox fans, but now I'm a Nats fan. So that's oh, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so that's where I grew up. Uh, I met my college or my husband in college for college sweethearts. Woo. We lived in Texas for a little while after we finished college. And then, um, we moved here, uh, gosh, like 12 years ago, I think so my husband grew up in Maryland and has family in Virginia now. So that's why we're here. Um, awesome. I'm trying to think. We've got six fun kids, a very, so very fun. rowdy German Shepherd. <laughs> um, we're actually just dog sitting for some friends, and oh they have the most chill dogs ever. <laughs> and our dog is like sprinting around the house, just like jumping on the doors, like, let me out, let me out, let me out. Like, this is like after a walk. She still does this. <laughs> these other dogs, I'm just looking at them like, wow, that must be so nice. How did we end up with the world's craziest dog? (laughs) But we did. It's, it's okay though. It's good. It's, uh, I'll get to the
1: joy and chaos later. So, um, (laughs) but anyway, I I feel like your description of the dog is in like the in cheaper by the dozen when, uh, they have the 12 kids and then the yes. one perfect kid. And she's looking at them like, you guys are nuts. Yes. Like what <laughs> is going on here? Yes,
2: totally. I love it. I love that book and I love that movie. So, good. Um, so let's see what, um, what am I passionate about? I am very passionate about, um, mental health because that is something that I have struggled with a lot. Um, I'm passionate about my kids and my family. I'm a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, I spend a lot of time with my kids, especially in these COVID times. We've been spending <laughs> lots of time together.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But
2: I'm I'm really passionate about, um, like, just the whole person, you know, body, mind, soul, spirit, the you know, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the psychological, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's really important to pay attention to all those things. So, um, that sort of, uh, is who I am. Um, and you know what I'm really looking forward to today is this conversation because I just, I just love good girl talk, girl talk and good conversation. So thanks so much for having me ladies.
1: Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to add a side note. Uh, Megan knows this. I tell her this all the time, but she and her husband, Pat, are absolutely one of my favorite couples. So I'm <laughs> a little bit of fangirl after them. I think they're amazing. Oh, uh, so. you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> we're your fangirls too, Julie. We're Girl Talk. <laughs> and you've you. got three daughters. So we are like exactly, we are just like, we're, you know, right along for the ride with Girl Talk.
1: <laughs> awesome. So Megan, when when did your story with mental health begin? I mean, can you share with us a little bit when did you first become aware that you were even struggling in the first place and kind of where did you go from there? Sure.
2: So, um, I think, you know, it goes all the way back to when I was in high school. I had I was diagnosed with depression in high school. It was it was tough, you know. I grew up just not really, I was I'm a highly sensitive person. I have lots of emotions, feel them very strongly, and I didn't know what to really do with that and it just after at a certain point I just found myself really depressed for, you know, maybe not even like one particular reason. And after that, I I I I sought help in high school and oh, wow. um my parents, you know, found a counselor for me. I mean, it was that or probably I wouldn't have graduated cuz I just I wasn't even getting out of bed for a few weeks there. I was really grateful that my parents, um, that they got me some help because I think that was at a time when, you know, that was not the norm. Burger King was not having ads about (laughs) mental health when I was in high school. So I'm really grateful that my parents, um, that my parents did that. Um, But I would say my, my bigger struggles happened as a mother. Um, so I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, uh, after my third child was born. And, you know, there were a lot of things that happened, um, you know, after my first couple kids, which, you know, make me think, oh, I probably had it, you know, with them too. Definitely with my Mm -hmm. second one. Um, but you know, I think that when you're really in it, um, sometimes we can just kind of normalize things, you know, like, oh, I bet everybody wakes up every day thinking that everything's really hard and they can't do anything. Oh, I bet everybody, you know, just, just sort of like the weight of depression Yep. over time, it just kind of wears you down. And, and also it's, it's in your head, right? Like Mm. you're not bleeding. Hmm. You don't have a bruise. Mm. Like it's all in your head and it's your brain's not working right. So when you're trying to rationalize that, like a lot of times your brain just keeps playing tricks on you. So um, I think that that happened for quite a while. And, um, you know, it's sort of waxed and waned the whole time, you know, since I had my first kid. Uh, But most recently, um, and I think uh, most importantly, I had um, so I had a baby. She's actually going to be one on a Friday. Um, But she so she was born about a year ago. And um, most recently, I struggled very, very hard after her birth. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of my most recent and most serious bout with postpartum depression.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's not, um, you know, Burger King wasn't doing the commercials. (laughs) And, And also, I mean, I do think we've done a good job in society. Now we're talking more about mental health and it's coming more to the the forefront. I do also think it's, it's a whole different ball game when it's an experience of someone that you know and care about. And I yes. think that really just takes on a whole new meaning. So, so yeah. So thank you for sharing your story.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I can't help but think about like teenage Megan, like <laughs> I, I, because I know I just, cause it's, I don't I met you as an adult and you, you very much strike me as, like, a strong, confident, like, more than capable, like, always has the great outfit, always has the smile, it's always no. saying yes, like, I'll help, oh, yeah, I'll, like, leave work for an hour to come help you and then, like, go back to work and then when I'm done work, I'll come back and help again, like, that is how I know you, so no. it's just, like, very, you know, I feel like it's one of those humbling moments for me, too, to be, like, you know, like, everybody does have a story, Um
1: yeah, like even
0: some of the most like strong and confident among us, even people I admire, like yeah. I'm sure, you know, have not always been on top. Um, and again, like thinking about high school Megan, I think about, you know, the high schoolers we see with Girl Talk, or I think about my own high school experience, and you know, I wanted to hide so much from mm-hmm. my parents and I wanted to hide so much from my friends. Like I didn't really want them to know how I was, I guess. So sure. I like, I think it's awesome that your parents were so on board with, you know, getting you the help you needed, but like, what was that like to, did like, did you confide oh. or like, did they find out or like, yeah. were, was it more behavioral and they were like, I'm smart and I get this. Like, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, no,
2: that's um, it was definitely behavioral. I think mm-hmm. over time, I just wasn't I wasn't feeling, I mean, I hadn't been feeling like myself in a while. And then, um, it just got bad. My grades were bad. I wasn't on the phone with my friends as much. Mm. I wasn't doing my homework. You know, my mom would call me down for dinner and, you know, normally like I, I would have been doing my homework or whatever. And I'd wait, like I would have been, I was actually just like napping. And she's like, why do you look like you just woke up? You know, like Mm. it was definitely, they noticed, um, aspects of my behavior and, I initially was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, right. no, I'm good. Because you don't, It it's scary. It's hard. I mean, being vulnerable, even to your parents who, I mean, I know they love me. They loved me then. They love me now. It was very hard to, um, to be
1: exposed like that. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you how do you feel like you were able to recognize, like you said, in the behavior your parents noticed? I mean, what what was going going on inside of you at that time when you were sleeping more and and everything? Like, what were you what were you thinking, I guess, about yourself? Like, what was what was that internal dialogue?
2: Well, you know, despite having a really strong faith and being having a really strong faith um, taught to me from a young age by my parents and, you know, going to like Catholic school and a a great, you know, middle school and high school, I really kind of always struggled with the idea that I was enough and that I was, you know, like worthy. And I just, um, I felt like I would always sort of like do the wrong thing with friends or just like, you know, I just felt like I messed everything up all the time, you know, and that, and I also really thought like for a long time, you know, until gosh, probably not that long ago that my worth was just derived from what I like what I do or what I did you know like Mm -hmm. oh if I make straight A's I'm worthy if I get Mm -hmm. a lead in that play I'm worthy yeah if I um if I start on varsity volleyball I'm worthy but that is you know obviously we I mean now you know we're sitting here because we know that's a lie and we know that's not true
1: yep right yeah so true It's yeah. for true. Sure. How about how about this um most recent experience? And and again, I'm so grateful that you're sharing like it's not just a one-time thing, right? Like Shannon and I were talking about earlier. Yes. This is a major reason girl talk started. And now, you know, we see and experience situations mm-hmm. of mental health all the time, right? And it's not just, mm-hmm. you know, one and done, I think. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what was that experience like, Megan, as, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, you know, um, most recently with, with your daughter Yeah. about a year ago, what was that like? Um, you know, I,
2: one of my biggest fears I think is letting people down, right? Like I'm the oldest of seven. I've got my mm. own six kids. Mm. Um I, you know, we've got a great community of, of, of friends, you know, here, I've got a big family, you know, I I like to help people. And, um, so one of my, my biggest fears is letting people down. And I think that that was sort of what precluded me from really seeking help even a little sooner, um, was that I just kind of always thought like, oh, I, I just, I don't want to let anybody down, you know, I'll just stay busy. I'll keep helping everybody else.
0: Right.
2: I'll be fine. You know, just kind of white knuckle it, you know, like I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, you just keep telling yourself like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I actually have a friend who jokes with me. Uh, she says, she always says, Oh, if I, if I need a um, validation, I'll just call you because you always tell me everything's <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> She's right. Like Any problem I have, you say you're fine. It's going to be fine. So, <laughs> um, I was telling myself that, but, um, when I finally did um, get help and I I got help because I, it was, this is like very hard to say, but I just, I was so, I was so sick. I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to. And I remember talking to my husband and he said, what do you mean? And Mm -hmm. I said, like, I don't, I don't want to be on this earth. Like everything just hurts so Mm -hmm. much. And those are the, that was the scariest thing I think I've ever heard myself say um, yeah. in the moment. It didn't seem scary at all though, because mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, I was so out of it at that point that I, I just really, I don't know what, I think like God was just like, these words will come out, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't even really like remember like, like the, yeah. you know, you know, like how I, I didn't decide to say them. I just yeah. did. Yeah, You know, usually when you're going to have a big conversation about, you know, with somebody either like my prep for this, I'm like, who? what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? I didn't have that going on before I said those words to my husband. They just came out. And I mean, I'm really, really blessed and really lucky that he was able to, um, you know, he heard those words and was like,
0: okay,
2: and now we are going to get, you know, like this is serious.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And maybe thank goodness that you yes. didn't prep, right? Maybe thank goodness that like totally. it just all burst out of you because then he was able to hear you and you were able to say those words and, yes. and, then, and then get the help that you needed.
2: Yes. After that. Yes. And I, and I wasn't able to just sort of like make it look okay. I mean, I think, you know, we live in this like Instagram culture where like yeah. everybody, um, you know, wants to look, you know, wants to look perfect and have the right filter and all that kind of stuff. And I think in some ways it really, it can help us with, you know, denying like that there is a problem sometimes, you know, like, Oh, well, nobody, I mean, if I just show the internet that I'm fine, then I'm fine. Right. You know? and uh, Yeah. It's, I I think. So I, I think it's important to be able to be honest with yourself, but also, um, yeah, it was just really, really helpful that my husband was, you know, he he knows what to expect. He knows this is a, you know, has been a struggle for me on and off for a long time. So he knew, you know, when I said those words, like, this is, this is real.
0: Right. I even think yeah. of, like, my own recent journey. And, like, I felt yeah. like I wanted to be so conscious about how I said things mm-hmm. because feelings were so big and real to me, but I could not like vocalize them for the life of me. Like I couldn't explain how I feel. I couldn't explain what I needed, but I think I was almost trying too hard to explain it. Where like, I feel like those words you said were so big and scary in hindsight, but I'm sure like at the time was just a breath of fresh air or like just yes. Let me just get this out. Like as scary as it is, like this is my cry. I don't know. Yes. I just think that's really painful. And that's when we like allow that help to come in, you know? Yeah. But yes. Once you started talking and like what how did you feel like others listened? Or like how were you supported by others? Or like what was the best listening you felt? <laughs> or oh sure. Um, I mean
2: the first I mean, I said those words to my husband and he, I mean, he knew like, okay, this is, I am not a professional. I, we need professional help. And he actually took me to the hospital Mm -hmm. and I spent, um, a week in a hospital. And then after that, I spent two more weeks, um, which at the time I thought was completely ridiculous, totally (laughs) unnecessary. And, um, and really like, I went into it, like, well, this is such a waste of time. It is Christmas time. I do not need to be spending my days. I should be at home wrapping presents, making cookies, really essentially trying to make everything look like it was fine when it wasn't fine. And, um, my husband was really, he was great. He put his foot down about it. And I also have a couple of really good friends who, um, I mean, they didn't tell me what to do, but I did confide in them. Like I, I, you know, the hospitals recommending that I do this program, it's it's called PHP partial hospitalization program. And it's basically like a combination of therapy, individual and group um, therapy. And um, it was, it was, I mean, it was awesome, but at the time I was like, no way I'm not doing this. And, um, a couple of my friends were just like, you know, maybe if the doctor's recommending it, it's probably a good idea. What does Pat think? You know, <laughs> like they're, they're not trying to tell me to do it, but they're, but because they know me and they know if like I'm told by too many people, I'm going to be like, what? I don't want to do that. Um, so, uh, they, I mean, I have, I'm really lucky that I have a really good support system and, um, you know my mom and my mother-in-law they both were also really supportive and they um they actually like showed up you know they they came to help and mm-hmm. there's no way i would have been able to 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 do it you know I, my husband kept visiting me and saying just don't worry about what's going on at home <laughs> and i was like what do you what do i how do i not worry about it but to be fair at the beginning i didn't i wasn't worrying about it cuz i wasn't even mm. thinking about it i was just really sick and really unwell and I, I couldn't think about it
0: wow right in a way it sounds like these people kind of came in and yes took away your hiding spot like i mm-hmm. feel like absolutely the, the way you were talking earlier like your help and your assistance and your even love sometimes was a way to hide what you needed mm-hmm. and it oh, sounds absolutely like, yeah like your friends your family were like we're going to take this hiding spot away. It's sealed off. We're doing everything. Yes.
2: You have exactly. You have no laundry to hide behind. You have no (laughs) kid homework to hide behind. You have no volunteer outlets to hide behind. You know um, it's, I I think if I could just talk about that for a second, I think that that is a huge thing that we do as women. You know, it's hard to feel feelings sometimes, it's really hard to like go there and show up for ourselves sometimes. And I think that we do love to show up for others in exchange for showing up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I I will say that that was one of the most important things that, you know, one of my most important takeaways from that time in the hospital. And then that PHP program was that like, you have to show up for yourself. I met this, um I met this woman at the hospital and um. On the last day that we were both there, we were doing art therapy, which also I thought was so ridiculous on day one. And by day seven, I'm like, I love art therapy. This is so beautiful. I'm going to do this at home, you know. And um, but by the by the last day, she she we were making these bookmarks, right? And um, she handed me one, and it said, "You come first. That way, you can take care of them." And I read it. And I mean, even this is like, the, this is like seven days of like me coming first, right? Like I'm in the hospital. I'm just, I'm, I'm not taking care of anybody but myself at this time. And I read it and I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> this, It's because what, I mean, I think that it's really counterintuitive to a lot of us. I mean, if you grow up, like, you know, like what's like the Christian way is like, yeah. you yeah. know, others first, others first, but what, and it's not. It, it doesn't, um, it doesn't conflict with that mentality. Like the, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, you have to, if you don't take care of yourself, it's, it's like the, um, I have a friend who always uses the oxygen mask um, on the airplane analogy. Yeah. She says, it's, it's like that. If you don't put on your own oxygen mask first, you can't save everybody else around you. You know, you can't save your infant. You can't save your two-year-old who can't get it on because if you don't put yours on first, you can't breathe. Yeah. I think that that is like something that I, I think really like all women could benefit from a deep dive into, you know, just like, what is that? Do I, do I do this? Do I show up for myself? Do I take care of, you know, myself and realize that it's
1: not selfish? Yes. Yes. It's really. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Megan, you are speaking straight to my heart. I feel like this is something that I've always struggled with so much and just, yeah, how do I, you know, I'm taking care of others and how do I serve others? And, and, and that is what we're called to do. Right. And, and like you're talking about the the Christian message, like it's, I think sometimes we think that it is in conflict, but it's yes, not. But it's not. And I remember being so struck, um, in college, um, a group of uh, um, a group of us did this this exercise, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of reading through the scriptures, and um, the passage came up of Jesus went off by himself to pray, and just a simple, simple little line yeah. in the midst of like all these miracles and everything, and that super struck me, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, like even Jesus went off by himself to That's pray, right. like he had a good time to take care of himself so that he could feed and take care of all of us, you know. Um, so that just I think that is such an important message that you're right. It's it's not us being selfish. It's it's allowing, you know, God to work through us. It's allowing us to to feel, you know, secure and confident and just able to stand up and and take care of the things and people around us. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. I am. Um, I just wrote that down, Julie. Thank you. I was <laughs> about that. I love it. That was
2: I remember hearing that like you know, maybe like in a homily or something once before, or maybe, I don't know, maybe like my wise mom said those, you know, said it to me when I was like, mom, I can't make time for myself. And she was like, even Jesus did Megan. You can do it too. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, even if Jesus had time, you have time. Right. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Um, My thing is, I feel like I always crave the time. Like I always want it and I know to seek it. But mm -hmm. then once I'm there, I'm like, yeah, but, like, now what? Like, now what? Like, yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I have this, I carved out this afternoon, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> what? What like, what? Like, like, I'm just like, like, I could go for a walk, and then I start making these excuses, but it's hot, but it's cold, or, like, I could just sit down, but then that's lazy, or, like, everything Aww. in my head, you know, like, comes with the negative, with, like, and it comes with that label of like, Oh, like you don't deserve to rest that much. Oh, um,
2: Shannon, that's like anxiety right there. Right.
0: Oh, sure. Like all of that stuff, yeah.
2: like it's your brain, like telling you, yeah, it's, it's so hard. That's so hard. Right.
0: And I even think of like, when you were kind of talking about, um, what were you saying with, you know, like telling friends, like, you know, take time for yourself or even yes. when you were talking about like the, like, what it's like to be a woman and to have the heart of the women and to serve as a woman. I even think like, it's so easy to tell another woman, she's beautiful. It's so easy to tell another woman, go take time for yourself. It's so easy to tell another girl, like, oh, you are worthy of a spa day (laughs) or (laughs) whatever it is. And then I feel like when it comes back to you, you have to like relearn that for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Which I think a really hard process. Like, I don't think it's as easy as turning on the bath and eating a bag of chocolate. Like, <laughs> I think it's really like a boots on the ground, combat outfit on. Like, let me figure out how to love myself. Like, it's almost like dating yourself, you know? Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's work. It takes work. Right. Yeah. It takes right. effort. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and this brings, this makes me think of just right back to the core, you know, again, right back to the beginning of Girl Talk, why we started this, you know, we always use this phrase now to recognize and radiate our true worth, right? And so when we think of our, our tagline, you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. How do we comprehend that? First, we need to recognize that, right? Before we can share that message with other people in our lives, we need to understand, I am enough. I am worthy, I am loved, and then we can radiate that out to others, right? How can I help my sister, my best friend, the the girl next door, the people in my lives, how can I help them understand that they are worthy and enough? I need to understand that message first. That is so true. That is so true. And if I can speak to that for a second, Julie. Yeah. So
2: my introduction to Girl Talk was um, a friend of mine, you know, heard about it first, was friends with you. And then she brought me to, um, a girl talk event in November. And I was sitting there, actually there was, there were stories being shared, um, by actors, actors. And, um, I was standing there listening to the stories. And at one point I thought to myself, do I even believe this about myself right now? And it, that, I mean, I have to say like, you know, girl talks, not just helping those like high school, middle school, college girls. Like (laughs) it was really helpful for me to hear, um, those stories and, and, you know, these girls who, you know, made it through hard times who were then, you know, like, and then I realized like, I am worthy. I am loved. And it's scary. I think sometimes when we do that self-reflection, you know, to be able to say like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm If I'm feeling that, like, I don't know that, I don't know if I know that, you know, it's not just about feelings. Um, my, my therapist, um, who I see now. So when we first started talking, um, at the beginning of, of 2020, I would, I was talking a lot about feelings and we were talking about worth and and dignity. And she said, she shared this really great phrase with me. And she said, um, sometimes we just have to pray for the truth to feel true Mm. and, that has really stuck with me. And I, I, I think I do that a lot, you know, when I really, when I don't feel like I'm enough or I don't feel like I'm worthy or, you know, or of, of like a particular situation or I don't feel like I'm worthy of the amount of time I carve out for myself for something important, you know, yeah. like yeah. you, sometimes you, I think we all do. We all have to pray for that, for that to feel true and to, because we're not always going to feel like we are worthy and worth it. But that doesn't mean that we aren't. Yes. Like we,
1: we still are. <laughs> oh, I love that so much, and that just brings back to me. I need to share this with my friend, who you know we're dedicating this episode to, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure she's listening. Um, I hope. Yes. But that's we've been spending so much time over the last few weeks just talking about this, like what is what is the truth and what are the lies. And yeah, we're, as we've been talking about, it's so easy for all of us to go through ups and downs and how we feel. And those are all so real and valid. And it's so important to remember in that the truth will always remain that we do have dignity, that we are worthy, right? And, and I just, I love that you're bringing it back to, let's pray that the truth uh, feels true. I think that's so, so good to remember.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, Megan. Among the mess, like, among (laughs) the chaos, like, what is your secret to, you know, try to find joy in every day? Like, what's your secret to just making it through the day? Like, what's, what works for you? Oh, geez.
2: (laughs) Well, I think if we're gonna, you know, I think if we're gonna be honest, which we should all be, I, it goes back to, you know, what I'm passionate about. It's like the whole person, right? Like, Hmm. The mental, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, like all of it. And I think that on a good day, I try to make sure that, you know, I am touching base with all those things, right? Like I try to start the day with prayer and with a workout. And sometimes I get those both in and sometimes I don't. But like, you know, the intention is there. And trying to eat good food, you know, feed my body, try to read, feed my mind, you know, like, it's all and, – and good conversation. I think that feeds the emotional mm. part. And, um, you know, you can do all these things in a myriad of ways. I mean, sometimes my workout is like, you know – done alongside of a small child who is crying because her yoga mat isn't as cool as your yoga mat or you know but it's just there's like you gotta find you just you gotta find the joy I was actually talking to um, my mother-in-law the other day and we were talking about um, this uh, print I have in my house Um, she had just noticed it for the first time and it's it's like a bicycle with some little birds actually my mom gave it to me She's just sent it to me randomly and said this reminded me of you. I said, "Oh, thanks, mom." <laughs> and it says mm-hmm. choose joy. And it's a quote from um it's a bible quote. It's from the book of James. And you know, it sounds like one of those like little things you'd like see on Instagram or whatever, but like it's I mean it's it's just a lot deeper than that, you know? Like I think choosing joy can um it comes from from practicing gratitude and from choosing to be grateful for what you have. I mean, In the day, like on a good day, you know, like I want, I find the joy in the little moments like cup of coffee with my husband, you know, quiet Mm -hmm. prayer time, a workout, listening to my toddler being cute with her dolls, you know, Mm -hmm. watching my (laughs) older kids like work through a problem, you know, they're like playing a game and they like have a, you know, temper start flaring and, you know, they work through it and, you know, you can find joy in all those little moments. But to be honest, I mean, some days there's no nice cup of coffee. There's so much crying and there's so much fighting and the laundry is like, you know, I mean, the washer and stops. It's like, there's so much to pull, you know, there's like some days there's just a million things. But I think even on those days, I try to find the joy by just being grateful. So one of the, one of the things I learned um, in PHP was that sometimes you can just, just find three things you're grateful for. And sometimes those things are like, I am grateful that I am able to take a deep breath when I want to scream at my kids, you know, or like, I am grateful that I have an ice maker. Like, literally, that is sometimes the thing I'm grateful for. It's hot. It's summer. I'm grateful that I have an ice maker, you know, like, I'm grateful that we bought our kids a trampoline at the beginning of COVID. And now I can send them outside. So they leave me alone. You know? like, Love they can be- the trampoline. So I think that it's just really important to just um, even when it's really chaotic, that you can be grateful for, you know, the little things and, and you can choose joy.
1: I hope that answers mm. that question. <laughs> yes. I love that so much, the choosing joy and especially in the little things. And that that's something that's always hard for me that I have to remind myself of. It's not just about the big things in life, Julie. It's about the little things. and Yes. And I love what you're saying. Like even when kids are crying and laundry's crazy, and you know, in those moments, we can feel so uh, it, we just can't think clearly, right? And so we're not yes. necessarily in the middle of a girl talk podcast episode with our lovely <laughs> cup of coffee, right? Maybe our day is absolutely insane, and we just need one little reminder of like, okay, I'm grateful for the ice machine. Like that—that's all I can do right now, and that—and that's okay till it does settle, you know? That's right. That's right. It's so true, Shannon. What about you? I feel like you have, with your all of your wonderful experiences in life, I feel like you have so many good tips as well. What are some of the things that you've uh, you've picked up on with mental health? Some some tips for us.
0: Um, jeez, <laughs> booklet. Which one should I throw with? Um, I don't know. Like I think, like an individual experiencing. A mental health issue or crisis or moment and I think it kind of speaks to Megan's story too is like to find your village like my mom always says like it takes Mm -hmm. a village Shannon like and like I think especially with Megan hearing your story it sounded like you had your mom your mom-in-law your husband your friends yes and I think a lot of people are like oh but I don't have that village and so I feel like if you do have that village use it but if you don't, like I think it's also really important to know like a village is also made up of neighbors you don't know yet. Like a village yes. is also made up of like somebody who lives down the street who you don't know who can help you. So like I feel like even if you don't know your like immediate village, like find it. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I think that's really important. And something I think as a friend trying to support a person going through a big thing or a little thing. Um, we do this all the time. It's like a slogan where I work um, called commit to sit. So regardless of the thousands of other tasks you have to do and the 800 crying babies and the millions <laughs> of angry parents, like commit to sit in front of the person you're talking to. Like, so sit down, pull out a chair, get eye level, let them know you're listening. Take a second. I think it's really important. Like we don't know when a person needs an ear. And even when we do know that the person needs to talk, we don't know what to say. But I think it's just really important just to like sit with that person, get to eye level and be quiet. I, I don't know. I think find your village, commit to sit would be like my major tips for the individual going through it and a person who's trying to listen.
1: Yeah, I, I love, love that. I, love I think it. that's so important.
0: What if you your Julie? Like, I feel like this has been so huge in your life lately.
1: Yeah. Um, well, yes, so many things. <laughs> but I, I think I think a big one is just trust the process trusting god through all of this and just like i said earlier i'm i'm the kind of person who wants to know the answers and i want to produce and i want to make it happen and i want to do it yesterday <laughs> and so uh, trusting the process is is a phrase that one of my best friends has shared with me and um and i just love it and we were over her house a couple of weeks ago and i was talking to her and her mom and uh, her mom gave us this awesome example which I've just been trying to keep front and center for a long time. And she said, she said, just imagine you're driving and you know, you're driving down a really steep hill. And at the bottom of the hill, you see there are train tracks, right? And there's um, the train track, the train's going and the, you know, the the lights are all doing the signals and before the train track, there's a stoplight. Um, and you see that it's red and you see that the train is going by. So when you're coming down the hill, you're thinking, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do by the end? It is, Am I going to be able to stop in time? This hill's really steep. Should I turn before the light? Should I should I start slowing down now and and we have all these questions, right? And just like in life, we've all these questions. We see something at the end of the road and we don't know how we're going to deal with it. And she was like, "You know what? By the time you get down to the end of the hill, the train could be gone by then. The light could be green. You're <laughs> going to be fine, right?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> like I didn't think about that, you know, it's so simple. And and maybe it's not, maybe the light is still red and maybe I do take a turn or maybe I just slow down, whatever the case may be. Her whole point is, you know what, just trust the process. You take it one step at a time, right? One little inch on the road at a time. And, and we'll just do it like that and all the little things. So that's something that I've really learned and that's been helpful for me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I love that. I love that. They, um,
2: you know, therapists and at the hospital and you know lots of mental health practitioners talk about one day at a time and I love that I think trust the process goes along exactly with just right with that you know just take things one yeah. day at a time and I this is coming from like someone who used to hear the words one day at a at a time and think you people are ridiculous how would you <laughs> only live one day at a time you know just I I was like steeped in this like black and white thinking about how like things either had to be one way or the other way and yeah I think that is that would be like a practical tip of mine is that like everything is not black and white you know like every single little tiny decision through the day is not right or wrong is there right or wrong absolutely are some things like objectively clear like this is good this is bad yes but like whether or not you put sugar in your coffee is not one of those decisions. It, it <laughs> is not, there is no wrong answer, you know?
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, Megan, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you're saying this. And before we wrap up, I would love it if you could just share your little story about the blue bubbles. Um, oh, the bubble, and, at, one
2: little bubble at a time.
1: Yeah. And that just, I love hearing that from you. And I, I feel like everyone would appreciate learning that if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, me.
2: yeah. Oh. No, I would love to. Um so uh when I was in the hospital doing art therapy thinking um that it was ridiculous um one night after like the first 3 days you know I'm like watching these um people sit there with like coloring books like adult coloring books and I'm like who has got time for that you know and by day 4 I'm like I've got time for that like I've got all the time in the world here and um so I I get the the coloring book out and the colored pencils And I'm coloring and I'm, it's a picture of, um, of holly leaves and berries. It's like Christmas time. So it's, um, you know, seasonally appropriate and I'm almost done coloring the holly leaves, you know, and I'm like sitting next to this girl who's like, clearly an art major like it was her picture was like beautiful and mine was not beautiful and um, I'm trying to like shade the leaves and it's like not working and I'm getting really stressed about it but I'm like trying to pretend like I'm not stressed because this is supposed to not be a stressful thing so anyway I'm coloring and I I'm almost done with the picture and I notice that there are these little tiny bubbles all around the entire picture so like uh, here's me thinking like i'm so good i've got this holly picture i'm almost done with it and then i realized that like it's gonna take me another hour to fill in all these little tiny bubbles all the way around the picture and then i'm just like frustrated and irritated and the girl next to me she's so cute she's like she's like 20 she's adorable she looks at me and i'm like campbell how am i gonna finish this picture i just realized that there's all these little bubbles all the way around and she goes, Megan, you just do them one 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 little bubble at a time.
1: And <laughs> that, really,
2: that really just stuck with me. And I think about it all the time. I actually have it like taped to my kitchen cabinet, like just how am I gonna do this? One little bubble at a time, you know, because life it doesn't matter if you have six kids or one kid, or you stay home, or you're you know, have a really busy like uh you know job, it's just Whatever your situation is, there's always going to be a lot of things to stress you out. You know, like there's just whatever it is, like it, you can, it, it can get the better of you, but if you just look at it one little bubble at a time or like one, you know, one minute at a time, one 10 minute segment at a time, you know, whatever it is, wherever you are, that just can really help you get through.
0: Oh, this is so good. I love that. It's like so simple and just so yes. like duh. Like what's your Isn't other it? option? <laughs> but like, also yes, you like, have what
2: are you gonna do? Color them all at once? No? Right.
0: But also like <laughs> so sweet and sensitive. Like I I just love it. I think it's hilarious. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This has Ugh. been
1: so, so, so good. Gosh, talk about one step at a time. I could We could talk about mental health all day, long. Yes, totally. But before we wrap up, I guess, yeah, Megan, are there any other like mental health takeaways that you think would be important for the girls listening to hear or, or anything from all your beautiful experiences that you've shared with us today? Anything that you think that we should just remember and keep in mind if we go through similar experiences?
2: Um, I mean – I think the most important thing to remember is that it, no, no, that's actually not true. Most important thing to remember. Oh, there's so (laughs) many important things to remember. I think one (laughs) important thing to remember would be, um, that it's okay to not be okay. I think that most of us don't feel like it's okay to not be okay. And, um, if you are out there and you are listening to this and you really are struggling, and you aren't okay, please just, you know, if you don't feel like there's anyone in your life you can call, like there are phone numbers for this. I think, Julie, I think you've got like info about that at the end, but like there is yeah. real stuff. Um, there are real people out there that can help you because you are worthy and worth it. And whatever you might be struggling with, you know, it's, it's not your fault and it doesn't make you less worthy, but it does. It, if it needs attention, it needs attention.
0: So,
1: yeah, mm. beautiful. Yeah, I love that.
0: Thank. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Just like overall, like I know I mentioned this earlier. Like it's just really cool. I knew you one way, but to like now sit down and hear your story. I don't know. I, that just means a lot to me, like to hear you and to have you share so openly and to really like let us, you know, I think there's a lot of beautiful things. Like the, one of my favorite books, there's a quote saying like, you can't be given until you're broken. Like Mm. You have to break off a piece of yourself. And I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful. Like you may have some broken pieces, but you're also yeah. really giving in the process. I don't know. I just absolutely love listening to you today. Yes. It's one of my favorite quotes, but thank you. Just hearing you and hearing your story. It was awesome. I just, you're great.
2: Thanks so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. I am honored to be here. I, I think that v- vulnerability is a gift and, um, yeah, as a friend told me recently, she goes, you have that gift, Megan. Share
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. It's so um, true. Please do. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> thanks for having me, ladies. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And for everyone listening. Thanks for just joining us over this, you know, fun, simple cup of coffee where we really just dive deeper into, you know, these desires of our hearts and the struggles. You know, the struggle is real, clearly, as we were sharing our experiences today. Um and just to remember, as we all go through these situations in daily life, just to know that you're not alone. Really, we, we all go through these things and you have dignity and worth uh, no matter where we are on, on that journey. So thank you all for listening, um, Megan for sharing and, and Shannon for, for sharing and listening as well. So I'm so sad to close this out, but I want to say thanks mm-hmm. to everyone Feel free to, to comment on our podcast episodes. If, if you want to contribute to this conversation, we'd love to hear what you have to say. There's so much more. And we're really excited that now our podcast, Love Girl Talk, is on all the places we can find podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We're loving We're If you want to learn more about Girl Talk, you can visit our website at ourgirltalk.org. Um, you can check out different programs we have um, and consider joining our coffee house community. That's a place for you to build community, have these deeper conversations, and grow personally and professionally. You can follow us on Instagram at Our Girl Talk. And then, of course, if you want to reach out to us, have any questions, comments, uh, topics you want us to talk about, you can email us at info at if you take take a look at the show notes from our episode today on our website, and I think also in our podcast show notes, we'll have different hotlines um, and numbers if you are struggling in any way. We also have several different resources, Instagram accounts that we've found really helpful in our journeys with mental health. So we definitely encourage you to take a look.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Megan. A pleasure. You have no idea fashion oh, um, thanks <laughs> thanks to everybody listening and i really hope we kind of move forward this week taking care of ourselves and just trying to be better day by day one, one bubble, bubble at a time because <laughs> we all need a little love too
1: <laughs> love girl back